Welcome to season three of Through the Marketing Lens podcast, your weekly go-to business and marketing podcast that's fluff-free to the point and filled to the brim with actual strategies that will help you to grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Katrina Aronson, and I'm a six-figure business owner turned business coach and marketing strategist on a mission to empower women all over the world to turn their dream business into wild success. And I'm not holding back. So if you're ready to make more money and more impact, you are most definitely in the right place. Oh, hello there. And welcome to today's episode of Through the Marketing Lens. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're coming back, thank you so much for riding into season three with me. Um, so thrilled that you are here. And as you already know, this podcast gets right to business. So let's do it. If you currently have a small business and you want to grow, I don't care if you do business online, if you are brick and mortar, it really doesn't matter. Uh, if you operate in person, all of it is the same for this episode. So business is business and growth is growth. As long as you have an online presence of some sort, this is going to be a very important episode for you. I am sharing four tips for marketing in 2023. This is based on trends. This is what we are currently seeing from our clients, but this is bigger picture. So it really applies to everyone with a business. Um, I'm not talking specifics like what you should do on Instagram. I'm talking a little bit more general. So there are tons of ways that we can talk about growth and marketing, and it's only getting noisier because there's more apps, there's more ways to analyze, and everyone has a new big idea. It is really easy to get stuck on that next big idea. And I totally get that, by the way. Been there, still do it sometimes. Believe me, my favorite is when someone says something like, well, a friend of mine got 20,000 followers on TikTok. Maybe I should do that. And that is not to say you should not. But here's what I want to say about that. I'm all for dabbling in new things and new ideas and being a guinea pig, but those should not be your main strategies. If you're going to dabble, dabbling should be a small percentage of what you are doing in terms of time and money. The things that we know, the things that are proven, are the things where we want to spend a majority of our time. So what we're going to talk about today are things that are proven, things that we know are coming in 2023. These are not guesses. These are things that we know for a fact are going to matter moving into the new year. So here we go. It's a list of four, but it's actually five, but I'm going into depth on four of them. So number one is client experience. A client experience and or you hear customer journey, I'm really lumping them together. This also starts well before anyone becomes a customer or a client and making sure people feel seen by you is really important. This is the human part of marketing. It's really important from the moment they meet you. People are 
really tired of being lumped into broad, generalized groups. And so as businesses, specifically small businesses, we have an opportunity to pay attention to that, to be something that Amazon could never be, right? They are so big and they are so um, kind of robotic and really efficient, right? But that doesn't lend itself to personalized client experiences. So I'm going to go through a few ways that you can do this from the get-go, really, and make sure that you are different than someone like an Amazon or someone like a Nordstrom, um, whether your product or service base, this is the same thing, same, same. So number one is making sure that you are collecting and using first names in emails. So simple, but a lot of small businesses are missing this. You can use those first names in your subject line, which is really powerful too. I know that we know it's not the person writing the email, but there is something subconscious that happens when we see our name written in the email, oh, this was for me. So make sure that you are spending the time to collect the first name and put it into the email. If you don't know how to do that, you can literally Google how to do that on your email server. Okay, so you're gonna collect that first name on the landing page or wherever you are collecting their email and you're going to use that in the actual email email that's being sent out from your email service. Number two is text message reminders. So we are so busy. And if you have appointments that you keep with clients, if you're getting on calls with clients, this is really important that you are taking the time to make their life easier. I cannot tell you how many times, and I'm sure you too, you get in a text message that's like, tomorrow you have this coming up. And I'm like, oh my God, thank God I forgot to put that in my calendar. I'm so grateful that they did that. There's a couple things that are happening here. Number one, they are grateful that they remember because you sent them something. Number two, you look very professional, right? You have your stuff together. This is all systematized, by the way. You're not having to send out any text messages. This is coming from your systems. If you don't have systems to do this, this is what you need to look into. There are calendar apps like Calendly and Acuity that are awesome for this if you are making appointments. Those are specifically for appointments. Okay. So, you know, if you, if you do hair, there's specific, um, systems for that. Look into what your system is and make sure that you are sending out text messages. If you don't have a system, start thinking about what system makes sense for you. I personally use Acuity. I used to use Calendly. I love them both. It really just depends on what works for you. Number three is links that take them directly where they need to go. What what I mean by that is making sure that you are making the process as simple as possible for Uh, people who are prospects, for people who are already clients, when you send out an email and you're asking someone to do something, but you don't include the link, that is really annoying, right? We don't have the space mentally to deal with that, right? So we get kind of frustrated when someone doesn't supply it for us. 
So this may mean that there has to be a systems upgrade, depending on what we're talking about. This might mean that you need to um, have something within your system that allows for this so that they can maybe click and pay right from their phone. But figuring out how to simplify the process along the way, how could I make this simple is kind of like a mantra we have. How can I simplify it for myself? Also, how can I simplify it for the client so that they can book that appointment very easily with with a click so that they can, they don't have to jump around searching for things. I need you to do this and here's the link to do it. If they are not, they did not respond to that and a few days have passed, do you have it systemized that that email will be resent for them? If not, what are your systems to manually remember? Right. So if a client doesn't do something that we ask them to do, we will follow up and say, hey, we noticed you didn't do this. We want to make sure that you don't need any help with it. Let us know. And some of it's manual, some of it's system. But we use monday.com to make sure that we remember to do certain things and I can see what my team's doing. Okay. Number four on this specific list is keeping your customers up to date with information. So this is kind of along the lines of the text message reminders. But what I want to say is over communication is such a good thing. So maybe that means letting someone know when you ship something out, if you're product based, or maybe that means you know, part one of a logo that you are creating is ready, but part two will be ready on Monday. You will sell the send the entire document or you'll send all the files on Monday. Please let me know if you need anything else. Why is this important? Because if we cannot, if we do not know what is going on, we feel confusion. Our brain feels confusion. We do not like confusion. We do anything to not experience confusion. So if you're not keeping people up to date, they feel lost. When we feel lost, we feel insecure, maybe dumb, and we feel resentful of the person who is causing that to us or what we perceive as causing that. So you always want to communicate everything. This is something that, you know, maybe Nordstrom doesn't do very well. They might let us know when things go out, but I can tell you that when I purchase things from these bigger stores, I'll get an email. Sometimes it goes into my um Sometimes it goes into my spam folder. I don't know where to find it. I have to log in. I forgot my password. So keep it as simple as possible for your clients. Keep it as personalized as possible and make sure, you know, something like sending it over DM, if that's feasible for you, I will communicate to people that have booked a call. I will shoot them a DM. I see that you booked a call. I'm really looking forward to it. And that is my, hey, you're not just someone booking in. I see you and you matter and I'm not Amazon. Okay. So that is all part of client experience. We could spend an entire episode on that and I probably will later down, but I want to get to Number two on our list of four. Number two is short video. So if you are not doing video, creating video for your business, this is your sign to get on it. With all of the different apps like 
um, Instagram having reels and TikTok and YouTube having YouTube shorts, it's really obvious that short video is here and it's here to stay. And we are seeing so many benefits on things like landing pages, the conversions that happen off of landing pages when you add a video. And we can go into why that actually matters. One of the really basic things is when things are just words and and pictures, we only see it, right? So we're only using one of our senses. When we are um when we see video, we also hear it. So you're the more senses you can use, the more connection you are creating because that is how we process information. So that's the why, but what we know is according to HubSpot including video on landing pages. So landing pages being the place where you would encourage someone to sign up for your email list, encourage someone to sign up for your ebook. On those pages, you can increase conversions by 80%. That is a huge change, huge increase. So yeah, why wouldn't you be using video? And if it's if it's working there, we can make assumptions about what's happening in other places as well. Simply using the word video in a subject line in an email increases open rates and a video within an email, get this, leads to 200 to 300% increase in click-through rates. Not bad, right? So regularly having video in your content plan is a great way to consistently connect with your audience in a way that we know matters, right? We see this. These are really, really big numbers. And showing your face is the best, hands down. That's what we want from you. We want to hear your voice. We are not looking for perfects, not right now. That is actually um, pretty far away from what people are wanting today. We want the unfiltered. Right. And, and it's kind of like that um, doesn't look like it took me so long. Look, you know, you're obviously going to put time and effort into these videos, but they don't have to be perfect. Moving into the perfect segue into number three, which is personal branding. We've heard about this for a long time, but showing your face and showing up as the expert is so incredibly important and now more than ever. I want to say first, I know that showing up on video and showing up with a personal brand can feel really intimidating. And what I hear all the time, maybe this will resonate with you, is um, I feel, I think the word is egotistical, but that's not the word that I'm that people have said to me. Um, I feel as though others will perceive me as egotistical. And I totally get that, right? Especially if you are a woman, because we are told for our entire lives to be quiet, to not stand out too much, to not be too much, right? So check in, is that where it's coming from? And believe me, I used to hate showing up with my face in video or in pictures, honestly. Um Actually, my first Instagram post on my business page was me sharing how much I didn't want to show my face. And I, I haven't thought about that in a long time. I was thinking about this episode and 
um, that just made me smile a little bit. So having a personal brand, of course, you're going to have to be showing your face. It's proven time and time again that people want to connect with who is behind the brand. And that's you, right? This is what makes us different than these really, really big brands. But then there are big brands like Spanx, for example, whose owner is Sarah Blakely. You probably have heard of her before. And she has her own personal brand where we get to kind of see into her life. We are more curious than ever. And so giving us that little taste to see that you are human, right? You have a real life. And it's not just private jets for the love of God, right? Like, what are your kids doing? What are you doing on a normal basis? And hiding behind your brand is not really working anymore. I used to own a a brick and mortar boutique and jewelry line. And I was really big on just the product and like having other models, not showing myself. But the times that we saw the most, um, interest in anything, social media, email, absolutely anything that we were doing was when I showed my face. And okay, maybe you're thinking like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to show my life. That feels weird. I'm really private. But look, in developing your personal brand, there is a strategy. You're not just like showing up and showing us what you're eating. I mean, people do, but you do not have to do that. You can decide what parts you're actually going to share. There is thought and strategy behind that. You can keep private whatever the heck you want to keep private. But um, the idea, someone said to me, like, I don't want to create a whole other social media page like Sarah Blakely. Er, Pull it back. You're not Sarah Blakely quite yet, right? We can walk into this thinking you're going to be Sarah Blakely. But today, you do not have to create a different social media page. You can work it right into the content plan that you have and build from there. And that, that is what I do. That is what, what most small business or owners do. What you're doing, though, is building your personal brand. So now we're walking into number four, speaking of personal brands, and that is influencer marketing with longer relationships. I actually can't believe that I'm talking about this right now because this has been something that We've been talking about for a really long time, but I want you to hear me out. I do not mean teaming up with the Kardashians, but influencers, honestly, especially small influencers, can be really powerful for small brands. And if you have a location, having local influencers come, inviting them in some ways to collaborate with you is so powerful. This worked really well for us in our brick and mortar. If you sell a product, having these influencers create content for you, the way that that some of the apps are set up at this point, specifically Instagram, they're making it really easy to do this, right? And we're seeing that this is really working. But what I will mention is the longer relationships is mattering because we want to see that these relationships are authentic. So you're not just like picking a random influencer. You want to make sure this influencer is someone that you want aligned with your brand and they want you aligned with their brand. Now, the pricing and how this works, I wish there was like a model that we could follow. It's kind of all over the place. But I will tell you that the smaller influencers are um, 
you know, it's they're trying to build themselves too. So you can typically work with them on the pricing and and kind of how the structure is going to work. And it's fun to collaborate with some of them, right? Um, you don't have to do a bunch of different influencers at once, you know, test out one or two and see how it goes. There's a lot to gain from you um, leveraging each other. And that moves us into number five, as we were saying, um, inviting them into your worlds. And that is in person. It's coming back and it's coming back really, really strong. So getting in person at networking events, going to conferences, maybe hosting your own event, which is something I really love to do and we are definitely doing in 2023. People are really excited about being together again. And if you can cultivate that, if you can be part of this upswing, I highly recommend it for your business, for your marketing. You know, use that time when you are are either at these events or or networking. Um, it doesn't matter what it is that you are sharing, that you are there, and also, you know, tagging people so that they share you. These really simple things that we can do in person are coming back so that you get more eyeballs on your business, so that you're also getting more referrals. All of this stuff is stuff that we've been kind of in this vacuum and not been able to do for a while. So I just walked you through four, 4.5, we'll call it, tips for marketing in 2023. These are all broader themes that anyone can apply. And I promise you that each one of these spans way farther than any algorithm changes do. You have big things coming in 2023, and that is how I see it through Marketing Lens. I hope this episode helped you to grow your business and, of course, your perspective. Okay, before we continue, if you like this episode, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast wherever you listen. That just means you're going to get access whenever we release a new episode totally for free. And while you're at it, please, please write us a five-star review. It takes 10 seconds and it is game-changing for this podcast because more people can find it. And as you know, we are on a mission to help as many entrepreneurs as possible. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thank you for trusting me with your very precious time. Please take a second to share this with anyone that you think it might inspire. Do not forget to subscribe to this podcast and rate the podcast. So important so that we can reach more people and help impact other people's lives. I will see you next Tuesday for another episode.